Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the EFES podcast. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to subscribe to the show on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Chase Yurick here, coming to you with another episode of the Ephes Nation podcast. Episode 14, uh, we've had some really good guests on. If you haven't had an opportunity uh, to uh, go back and listen to any of those podcasts we had done previously with our awesome guests, I urge you to do so. Uh, but no matter how you found us, stumbled upon this podcast, found us online in some form or fashion, we welcome you. Today's going to be a little bit different. Uh, I'm going to be flying solo today by choice, by design. Uh, and it's the reason for it is just, it's for a purpose. And I'm going to be bringing in some of my rowdy friends in the industry to talk about this particular subject as we progress and move forward. But this one's going to be aimed, this podcast really wanted to talk to the agents that are either getting into the business just now, or there's agents that are kind of in flux that are looking for a home. You're looking to find that right suitor uh, to earn your business. And so I want to really talk to you guys today because it's such an important decision that you're making to find the home, to find a place where you can throw your roots down and grow your business. There's a lot of agents that historically, as we found here at Equita, that have made the wrong decision initially. Obviously, in a lot of situations, they're able to rebound and and find another home that better fits their needs. But there's been also a lot of really good people in our business who have just been ruined, uh, who never had an opportunity to rebound because they got themselves in a tough financial spot and they didn't have a helping hand to get them back on track. They were kind of ruined from the get-go by making that one bad decision. So I want to talk about some of those key indicators, some things to look for if you're a licensed agent, even if you're an agency builder who kind of regrets the decision. You're starting to see some of those cracks and and you know the foundation that's exposed uh, with uh, with the place where you're at. It's not to necessarily call anybody out or anything like that, but it's really for the agents and the agency owners out there to really kind of kind of assess your current situation. Am I in the right spot that's best for my business? We're going to talk about some some items to look at, kind of assessing your situation currently. We're going to talk about some of the usual suspects that that uh, you may want to stay away from. But then we're also going to talk about some of the things that you should be looking for to make sure that you're making the right decision, like I said before, to throw your roots down and find a home that you can scale both long and wide long term. Now, I'm going to address the most obvious, the most obvious red flag upline and agency to probably stick away from. Once again, I'm not looking to name names. I'm not looking to indict anybody. I'm just sharing experiences from both myself as well as agents that we serve and work with. The guy that's the flashy jet, look at my Maybach, look at my my you know my watch, my house. If you're being sold on the opportunity based off of the glitz and glamour part, and there's not much talk about the work, the dedication, and just as important, the servant leadership that it's going to take to be successful in this business, that's red flag number one agency for me. Uh, Social media has been a great thing for a lot of us and for our businesses. Don't get me wrong. I love it. But there's also some some areas where it's really negatively impacted our business, where there's good people looking for a real opportunity who get in, and they find this shop because they're most prevalent making claims about 
highest compensation, you know, they're market disruptors, they're the rogue or whatever the, the, the Fugazi claim is. And they lure really good people in and they tell them about this high compensation. And when they get there, they're not, their commission level isn't close to what it was originally told it would be. You know, they're left to their own for leads. They're left to their own to figure out the business. There's no training, no mentorship. That scares me. And I hate seeing that for agents. But it typically stems from somebody showing you their yacht, their plane, their this and that. It's all over social media. So if you're looking to get into the business and you hear this podcast or somebody shares a snippet of it with you, I urge you to steer clear of those 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 agencies and those people. Um, and I say that just because, yes, they're showing you how they've been successful and the business that they've built. But as of today, what are they doing for their agents? And a lot of the shops, as I mentioned, they're just throwing a contract at them. You know, here's a carrier, go write business. There's no infrastructure. There's no training. So me, I'm personally kind of skeptical whenever I see, like, I kind of laugh nowadays being in the business, you know, almost 17 years. I kind of laugh at those now when I see them on social media. It's, it's the promotion is being done about themselves, them, the people, them, the person and about their, you know, their belongings, their planes and stuff like I mentioned, instead of it being about their people. And that's the thing that I, I'm going to circle back to, and I'm going to be redundant on a few times in this podcast. This is a people business. This is a relationship business. And I understand we all want to strive to be successful and, and succeed and just crush it. But how are your people doing? And, uh, you know, you're probably going to hear me reference Simon Sinek a few times. You know, it's if you're somebody who wants to be in charge of people or you want to have people that are in your charge, we're all leading and all rushing in the same direction. You know, you guys are going to be able to identify this. And I'm hoping this kind of opens up your eyes a little bit as you go forward and seek out not only a new opportunity, but also just your current situation. Uh, hopefully it saves some agents from making a bad decision that, you know, will save them some heart heartache and, you know, even financial troubles down the road. Three-letter IMOs, uh, not all of them are bad. That's a common misnomer in our businesses. Stay away from those three IMOs. But I will tell you there are quite a few that are really, really not so great choices. Why? I'm not, once again, not wanting to indict all of them. There's some really good ones out there. But the big ones that you're going to come across most prevalently on Glassdoor, when you're running Indeed ad, or you're looking at an Indeed ad and you're running to, to, to put your resume out there, or you Google, you know, most of them are going to talk about, once again, the high compensation, all this. The thing that you need to dive into with these particular groups, and there's still a chance that you could just be bold-faced lied to, which hopefully that doesn't happen. Hopefully somebody there is transparent with you, is asking them up front and from the beginning. If things don't work out, not to say I'm already thinking it's not going to, but, you know, as an independent agent, which you are, if you're listening to this, you are an independent agent and you haven't signed up yet. Do you guys release? If I decide to go somewhere else, I don't owe you money at the carrier level. I don't owe you money for leads. I haven't signed any crazy contracts. Like, are you guys willing to release me if I decide to go in a different direction? Now, this is important because I want you to think five years down the road. If you're getting into this business and you're wanting to sell life insurance, for example, you may gravitate, you may evolve to where you find that you you prefer to sell Medicare or you may prefer to sell annuities. Well, if you sign up with one of these, typically these one of these three-letter companies, what they're going to do is they're going to contract it with all these companies, all these insurance carriers. And then what they're going to do is when it comes time, 
if you write some business with them or you decide, hey, you know what? I'm really better suited. I really prefer the Medicare market or I really prefer the annuity space. You're going to have to get a release on those contracts unless you haven't written business in the last six months. Well, if you're producing, you're making money, even if you're growing an agency, you're going to have agents that work with you that are writing business. You're not going to be able to wait six months more often than not if you're producing. You're going to have to rely on a release. Save yourself the heartache. Ask the question up front. Hey, look, I don't want to put the cart before the horse. I'm not looking for an exit strategy already, but I just want to make sure, are you guys a captive company? Like if I ask for a release and I don't owe you any money, are you willing to release me? I know that when agents ask us that question, they talk to our uh, our marketer team, they're asking those questions. And when they do ask it, I respect it because you want to make sure that, hey, look, I'm throwing my roots down here. I want to find a home. I want to build. I want to scale. But I want to make sure that if you don't do what you say you're going to do, I have the ability and the flexibility to move on to a different opportunity with someone else. And that for me, when I got into the business was one of the coolest parts that was just different. You know, like in in the real world, you can quit a job and go somewhere else. If you have a contract, you got a two year non compete. You know, it's a little bit different. You know, if there's a contract in place, it makes it a little bit different. But in our industry, I always thought it was really cool that you had that freedom as an independent agent. You could go and move. I've seen over the years this information and that really cool setup that I originally thought was awesome is now being used to lure in new agents or unassuming agents, and they're kind of preying on them. There's many videos, Rogue This or you know top compensation companies, they, they prey on this. And there's just examples that break my heart where people are ruined and kicked out of the business essentially because they can't financially, they can't, they can't uh, resurrect their career because they were promised something and it just ended up not being what it was. So do they release? If I decide I want to go somewhere else, will you, are you guys willing to release me as long as I don't leave any debt behind? That's a good question to ask. Uh, I will tell you also, a lot of the three-letter companies typically are going to try and they aim to hurt you when you leave. I'm just going to give you the cold hard truth. A lot of them aim to try and hurt you in some way or form or fashion. They just do. Uh, once again, I'm not naming any names. Um, you know, our leadership team knows who those are and our competition that don't do business with them know who they are. But when you leave, um, a good upline is never going to like it. No upline at all. Nobody you work with is in the, in the business is going to hate or going to love losing a relationship. They're going to hate it. Um, they're going to just absolutely be sick to their stomach because they've spent time establishing that relationship. You know, they spent that time to pour into you and hopefully train you up and mentor you. Nobody likes saying goodbye to a good relationship. There's some heartache there. But what should never happen is there should never be any type of malice or ill will to hurt somebody from a you know, uh, from a professional or personal standpoint. And we see this far too often, far too often. You know, they're calling carriers and they use influence uh, or they attempt to, and they try and kind of put the scarlet letter on you uh, just because you decided to move on and do a different opportunity. Now, in certain situations with, you know, when somebody steals, there's some fraud involved, you know, working with your carrier relationships is important to make sure that that person is is notated. Hey, look, this guy rolled this and has no intent of paying it back, or he fraudulently did all these e-apps. That stuff happens. But when somebody ends on good terms, they don't owe you money, you should never go after somebody with malice or ill will. So be aware of that when you're seeking, uh, seeking a, a home. Uh, like I said, a, an, an agency to do business with, an IMO, an FMO, 
really interview the people that you're working with. You know, is there sincerity? Uh, do they speak from a genuine standpoint? Are they somebody who is, you know, kind of a fly by night, you know, bulldog, high pressure type person? Or is it somebody who really puts their emphasis on serving the people that they work with? Um, I can't stress that to you enough because that that genuine quality is going to ring really ring through in that first conversation. Personally, I prefer somebody who's genuine, authentic, and also is honest over somebody who knows every little thing about every little product. Um, that's just me. Uh, we can learn the products together, and obviously I'm going to want mentorship. Obviously I'm going to need training. But the best training in the world in doing business with somebody who's possibly going to try and knife me, I don't really have any interest in that. Um, you want to work with like-minded people. You want to be able to work with people who are good people to the core and at the end of the day um, are going to help you elevate, not just professionally, but also personally. You know, they talk about the circles you run in. You're going to end up being like those those types of people. I don't want to, I don't want to affiliate with somebody who's known for completely just hosing people or trying to hurt them and run them out of the business because we had a difference of opinion. So keep an eye on that one as well. Look for that genuine quality when you you are interviewing somebody to come work with them. And that kind of segues to the next one I want to throw out there to you guys, which is I want you to understand the recruiting process. If you're listening in right now, if you're posting your, your resume on Indeed or you're filling out Facebook or you're going to TikTok and you like somebody, I want you to understand that make no mistake about it, though they are interviewing you to see if you're a good fit for their program, which they should do, you are also interviewing them to see if they are a good fit to earn your business. Now, if you're new to the business, you don't have any business to bring to the table. You are totally green. You're looking to build something. Uh, if you're somebody who's established and you're producing and you've got a book of business, there's value there you're bringing to the table. Both of them being one and the same for this conversation you still are somebody that they're going to have to pour into. They're going to have to put time into you to make sure that they service you, they take care of you. And if there's mentorship needed, that does not mean that, you know, you're, uh, you're just, you know, a piece of cattle here. Uh, so make no mistake. You are interviewing when you are talking to a recruiter, uh, some type of sales manager at a company. There's some really good people out there. There's a lot of really good people in our industry. Uh, once again, you know, what's your level of discernment? You know, do you feel like the you can read people pretty well when you're talking to them? Are they just trying to sell you to sign up, or are they trying to figure out what your goals and your aspirations are? That's the most important thing. Get that read, because there's some really unassuming people out there that then kind of turn out to be nightmares. But then there's also some that are quiet. They're not big and flashy. You know, they may have a social media presence, but they don't, they're not boastful and they're great people, great mentors. So just kind of get really knee to knee and eye to eye with them and have a real conversation and see what that genuine quality uh, with them may be. And, and is it authentic? Do you get that good vibe from them? You're going to be able to smell out the, uh, the snake oil salesman. You're going to be able to smell out those that are, you know, really just trying to bring you in and make a quick buck. You know, asking questions like, are you willing to pour into me? Are you willing to spend time with me on the training? What kind of training opportunity do you guys have here with this company? You know, is there a, is there a training program or no, I'll, uh, you and I'll talk and I'll take care of it. Or is it, no, we actually have a systematic approach. 
and, and kind of look at those details. Pay very, very close attention to those those items and ask those questions because you're going to get them frustrated. I'm telling you now, they've got their spiel. They've got their spiel that they're used to using on the phone as a recruiter. Ask the important questions that are important to you. They're going to ask some important questions that are important to them. And then the conversation should start to kind of merge and you guys should probably end up going down a path where, you know, you're starting to ask some questions that you really originally didn't have and vice versa. But kind of test your discernment here. Like, what is your head and what is your heart telling you? And I'll kind of get off of that topic, but use use your discernment and kind of see where am I at with this person? Is this person just, am I just another number or am I somebody that really genuinely cares? Another one is the guru leader. Now, I actually know some people in the industry who have been labeled a guru that they're not self-proclaimed, but there's some people in the industry who have self-proclaimed themselves to be gurus in the industry. They may have sold at one point. They may have been out in the field, uh, but they, they're more about, as I mentioned before with the first culprit, they're more really interested in like the, you know, the glitz and glamour of the business, the trips, the cars, the plane, the this and that, not the people. And the questions that you want to ask them are very important. You know, typically this person also is going to be one of two people. Now, I'm going to tell you this, the, the guru, the person that feels like they invented uh, this particular market that they're in, they're going to be pretty boisterous. Very rarely are they somebody who's conservative, which is why they've got this personality as the guru. But they're going to be one of two people. They're either going to be somebody who acts like a dictator, uh, somebody who's going to demand that you do this and you do that, like buy these leads, even though they're un they're unproven. You know, do it this way, even though there's a little bit of sketchiness involved. Like it's not the right way to sell to a client. They're asking you to do some things that aren't necessarily compliant. Those people you got to watch out for. The other person, I'll come back, I'm going to jump back and forth. The other person is someone who you rarely even talk to at all. They are an absentee mentor. They were, you signed up for the mentorship. You signed up to learn how to duplicate and replicate what they do. But then in all actuality, they're nowhere to be found when you need them. The guru doesn't necessarily have to be on a stage. They can be self-proclaimed. They can tell you how long they've been in the business and how long they've done this and that. Typically, the guru leader is or mentor or leader, whatever you want to call them, is going to be one of those two people. They're going to be a dictator and they rule with an iron fist, or they're going to be somebody who is completely absent and completely non-existent. Those are going to be the, the two that you look for. Um, they're not really open to new ideas. They're not really open to collaboration. They're not open to getting to know you and establishing a real relationship. Once again, here's a common theme. You're just another number. So when you're out there looking today, I, I urge you, number one, if, if somebody's trying to sneak you from a downline or someone, it's not you looking for a new opportunity, because there's also the last one I'll touch on here, which is the sneaky snake. Um, the guy who doesn't have an established business, maybe it probably a good producer, self, you know, self-producing agent out there, just getting it done themselves, but maybe they've had some agents, but they have a really high turnover rate. Maybe they typically, they do have a big high turnover rate, but they're calling you and they're talking to you about how bad your current upline is, even though you're not really unhappy. Maybe there's some things that can be worked on, but for the most part, it's going okay. I'm making money. I'm, I'm hitting some pretty good goals that I've set for myself. But then on the flip side, they're telling you, man, you're really, you're kind of getting screwed over on this deal. You should pick up these contracts here. You should, 
That's the sneaky snake marketer to me. And typically, you can go and look. They'll they'll probably have a podcast or they'll do some videos. Um, look for transparency is is for me the biggest message that I can share with you. Look for authenticity. Look for transparency. And there's even some that are transparent who are kind of rough around the edges. You know, and I mentioned the bulldog earlier. You know, that guy's telling you how to do it, and this is a, that guy's kind of eh, not my not my cup of tea. Some people some people like it. But look for transparency, look for honesty, and look for a successful track history that coincides with those items. You know, success, somebody who's been successful, you don't know how many people they had to stab in the back to get there. But then on the flip side, there's some people who are mom and pop shops. Uh, I, I know a few of them that it's just a husband and wife couple. They don't have a huge glorious office and they're really good people and they'll do a really good job for you. So really identify what you're looking for. What is it that you need from an IMO, from a mentor? Do you need training? Do you need leads? Do you need consistent mentorship? You know, do you want somebody to be there to help you? Or are you just somebody who needs a contract and you just want to go do your own thing? First, identify what it is you're looking for. And then when you're interviewing, because once again, you're interviewing and find that person and ask some questions that are going to unearth those important answers to each person you talk to. And don't jump in immediately. Once again, it's okay to have a second conversation. It's okay to ask some additional questions. Hey, that call went really well. This sounded too, a little too good to be true. I do have a couple of other questions. Hey, what about this? It's okay to have that additional dialogue. But do you own your book of business? Are you the writing agent? Do you own the book of business? Are you paid directly from the insurance carriers? If things don't work out, are you willing to release me? These are some important things that you want to ask because there's a lot of people who also talk about having a free lead program. Like we have a free lead program. We're very transparent with it. Not everybody qualifies, but there's some out there who are touting a free lead program. And what they're going to do is they're going to hold you hostage if for whatever reason you decide you want to go in a different direction, even though you don't have any debt. You didn't stick them with any debt, nothing like that. Make sure you get all of the terms of what you're signing up for up front. There's some really good people in this business. And there's also some really good people who have been ruined in this business just because they talked to the wrong person. Make sure that when you're out there, you're you're checking the history. Like, what is this person's history in the industry? Are they a turkey? Are they good? Do they treat people well? Are they a servant leader? How do they do business? And then see if 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 those if the really if those items that you're looking for align with that person. And when you make your decision, go all in. Uh, don't ever look over your shoulder and wonder if you did the right thing. Just go all in with them. And so I just want to throw that out there to you to get today, just kind of being a little bit more brief than normal, kind of going solo, flying solo today with you guys. Uh, but if you're a new agent or you're an agency owner or a current producer and you're just like, man, this isn't working out where I'm at, don't freak out. Take a deep breath. There's a lot of really good shops out there. Um, and it doesn't matter who they're affiliated with. Like there's some really good people in the industry. Just do your due diligence, reach out, have some good conversations and interview and see if the right company, um, that you're talking to is, is the good, is the right fit for you. So appreciate you guys. FSNation.com. This is episode number 14 fired up to have, uh, have this one under our belt and we'll be back again next, uh, next episode with another awesome guest and, uh, we'll do it all over again then. Thanks for listening to the EFES podcast. 
For more, visit EFESNation.com and subscribe to the podcast catalog on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.